0: and it just reminds me of how anybody asks advice on recording a podcast the first thing that person is going to be told is make sure you actually hit record (laughs) because so many podcasters will tell you about that nightmare when they finished recording for two hours and they realize they never hit record i have never had that problem
1: oh really which
0: means i'm due yeah, but we're recording now. No, we are, As yeah. The audience can tell you now because right now they are listening to episode eleven of. Oh, I, my podcast. audience! I
1: thought you meant our dog, who isn't even in the room
0: then and doesn't not the and
1: doesn't really care. She does not care. No, she does not care.
0: Oh, oh! I'm Sean, by the way, and I'm Lisa, and we are your co-hosts for uh, this uh, episode. And I have no, for all episodes. And I have
1: no notes or preparation or anything at all.
0: Here are my notes right here. On the back of an envelope? Five bullet points, <laughs> six if you count the episode title, because I do count that as a note, because I never know what episode number it is. but this is absolutely 11. Oh, really? But this is all the notes I had, huh. starting with the latest acquisition in our music collection that just arrived the night before we're recording this, and that's She and Him's Melt Away album, the uh, album of brian covers and it has quite a variety it has of course melt away because well why are you going to call something melt away but not have that song on it and it has uh, some of the usual standards like wouldn't it be nice and don't worry baby and darling and then on the other end you have heads i win tails you lose <laughs> Which I got to say, I...
1: That is definitely not expected.
0: And it is especially not expected when you actually hear their version of it, because I laughed harder than I've laughed in quite a while when I heard that thing. I just don't know how to describe it.
1: Well, I don't either, because I haven't heard it You haven't heard
0: it, yeah. (laughs) And do I recommend this? I don't know. I don't know if I can definitively recommend it or not, because some of it's good, some of it's meh, some of it is fun and some of it just plain sucks i'm just going to be quite honest one thing i will mention here is uh, regarding their version of don't worry baby you're better off with keith moon's
1: version <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <sighs> well, well remember keith moon god bless his his soul he put a lot of love into it he did cuz he that, I, mean, I mean that she man and him that put man would have that but. man would have given up the who to be the drummer in the Beach Boys. Oh, and yeah. And, of course, that would have led to just the destruction of life as we know it, because just no.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know if Mike and Carl would have, and especially Al, I don't know what they would have done with him.
1: I, I don't know, but <laughs> they, he would have tried, and it would have been, they would have had to call the California Highway Patrol, I think.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: it, would, it would have taken, like, a state level of...
0: (laughs) That would make two bands that would be banned from hotel chains, the the, the Who, the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: But going back to the She and Him record, I must say, yeah, I have not listened to it yet, but I did admire the lovely orange vinyl.
0: Oh, what do you think made me pick the vinyl version? It is a
1: beautiful, beautiful color. Like, it's the kind of... Like, you want to just put it somewhere and have light shine through it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous shade of orange. Yeah, there are little black specks in it here and there, too. It's not the tiger stripe version. It's the orange, I forgot how they describe the orange speckled version. I, it's, it's almost solid orange, but with little hints of black. I
1: mean, it's like in Ocean Beach, San Diego, where we are going once again <laughs> for the, what, seventh time in I, I lost three years I, don't I, know. I lost count but at this point we may or may not
0: record there but too. there is
1: there is a wonderful little tiny little record store called cow records mm. they have in that store uh, just your standard issue drop ceiling and in the kind of opaque panels that are over the fluorescent lights they also have various colored vinyl if you have access to a drop ceiling That record would be a lovely thing to put over your opaque panel,
0: Hmm. or not opaque. Wait, which panel are you talking about? Like the
1: ones that the light is meant to. Oh, that's translucent. Oh, translucent, yeah. I knew I was saying the wrong thing. means that
0: you can't, the light doesn't go through. Okay,
1: I knew I was saying the wrong thing.
0: Oh, also, I wanted to address uh, a tiny bit of feedback we got, uh, actually, over the course of the history of this podcast, both from... Uh, The same person. Thank you, Rob. Uh, I forgot to mention, early, early on in this podcast, like the first or second episode, maybe even episode zero, you had talked about the Pickwick compilation that you heard that had She Knows Me Too, uh, the eight track. Yeah. Yeah. And, called uh, Good
1: Vibrations, yeah, yeah. Called released Good Vi- sometime around 1971, I believe.
0: Yeah, and uh, Rob commented that it sounded an awful lot like Best of the Beach Boys Volume Three, and when you compare the track lists, it is Best of the Beach Boys Volume Three minus "Surfin'," which Pickwick probably couldn't have gotten because uh, Capitol's license to that song expired by that point, mm. and "Frosty the Snowman," yeah, which was on Best of the Beach Boys Volume Three, but not little saint nick or no. even the man with all the toys both of which were singles like,
1: and that's not even the best song on the christmas record like what about we three kings oh
0: my goodness yeah
1: <laughs> i and, mean frosty a snowman's fine don't get me wrong so, but yeah i if, would not if i had to pull a song from the christmas album for a best of the beach boys record that's not the first one i'd pick
0: no <laughs> But yeah, it really is Best of the Beach Boys Volume 3, except I think two songs are flipped out of order, but that's about it. And uh, Rob also said in response to uh, my question last episode, uh, because I overheard someone say that Debbie Cher was Darian's wife, they are not married. That is, neither one of them is married. So, to
1: each other, to each or other, to other, or to people.
0: anybody, or yeah. to anybody else. <laughs> Although I think if they were to be married to somebody, it would be to each other. I, <laughs> I think that is pretty much definitive. Yeah, without knowing
1: them that. personally, yeah. just from what we see in performance. They seem to have.
0: Yeah, I think they. I think they do have some kind of relationship. I don't want to pry into their own business or anything. (laughs) But what kind of tips it off is uh, if you watch the long promised road DVD or DVD or Blu-ray? We have the Blu-ray. We were watching the extras, and Darian shows up to a rehearsal or for a concert or something, and Brian says, "Hey, Darian, is Debbie with you?" (laughs) So I I do think they have something together, but I don't know. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to. I don't want to pry. Oh, yeah, there was also one other thing um, from, I believe it was, I don't remember if it was Ken or John, who uh, commented, uh, I can't wait to hear you guys talk about Sounds of Summer. Thing is, I don't know about you, but that's not on my radar, really.
1: No, I mean, okay, it's like this, and I have posted this in various internet spaces, and this goes back a long, 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 long way, when there's... A new Beach Boys greatest hits compilation of some type. And of course, there's always going to be some kind of goodie on there to get people who already have a lot of the material to plunk down their money for this new thing. I mean, years ago it was stereo versions or something from the vaults or, you know, whatever. And. Yeah, we would plunk down our money for these things in the past. But after a while, you you just don't need it anymore. And there are people who who take great umbrage and get very, very upset about like, how dare they put out a new issue of Sounds of Summer and expect me to spend money on it when I have 68,000 other Beach Boys records and whatever. It's like, dude, this is not really for you. Yes, there's the goodie to try to get us to buy it, but we're not the target audience. For like, this is meant for people who don't already have 68,000 Beach Boys things. True. And that's who I want buying this. I want the person who has never purchased a Beach Boys record or tape or CD or whatever, Mm -hmm. or maybe Mm -hmm. did a really long time ago. And they're in Target and they happen to see, you know, because it is well promoted and they happen to see it and be like, you know what? I really like a lot of these songs. I think I want to get this. That's who I want buying this thing. Or the people who go to see the Mike and Bruce show and next day they're in Target or they happen to see an ad online and they Or if order it's being it.
0: sold at the Mike and Bruce show. Yeah.
1: These are the people that I want buying this because that's what opens the door. Because most of us started with some kind of greatest hits package. Best many. of the Beach
0: Boys, Volume Two, and Sunshine Dream, right here.
1: Endless Summer, when I was like three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how a lot of us who were not fans in the '60s, many of us weren't born yet. We Including got on
0: both of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got on board because of. These Greatest Hits things. You listen to it and you like it, and that makes you want to hear more, and you start seeking out other things. And I know that doesn't happen for everybody, but that's okay. If you have some Beach Boys music in your possession, yay, go for it. But I'm not going to be personally offended by Capitol Records yeah. for like, oh, how dare they put a? It's like, no, you want It's wanna, industry standard. You want to refresh these things over the years. I mean, I I saw a post somewhere is like, why don't they just put out Endless Summer? Well, Endless Summer is a pretty limited. Yes, it is a great it is the greatest hits because it's pretty much all things that were either with few exceptions, everything on there is either an A side or a B side, as we've discussed already. But it only goes up to 1965, Mm -hmm. unless you're looking at the CD, which does have good vibrations on it. But again, there's a lot more of the Beach Boys career and catalog that is not on Endless Summer. So that's not necessarily the only stuff I
0: would want somebody to hear. Sure. And if you really want Endless Summer, you can get it. I think it is available on vinyl from... I think it's... Is it Analog Productions, I think? And it's the same people who did... Is it really?
1: I did not know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the same people who did uh, Surf's Up and uh, Sunflower and I think Surfer Girl. And uh, if Surf's Up is any indication, then that Endless Summer will sound really good, too. Huh. But I think that's the only way you can get it.
1: But the thing is, if you buy the Best of the Beach Boys CDs that came out in... Or what were they called? Well, was it Greatest Hits? Was it, you know, the thing with the big orange on the label or something? I don't know. <laughs> I, in
0: 1990, when the two for CDs on Capitol were out, there was a, I think it was a three-volume series called The Absolute Best.
1: No, I'm talking about the stuff that came out, like there were the two CDs. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like in 2000? The, and then there was the... Um, caribou
0: yeah it was uh greatest hits i think there's great the brother, hits, greatest hits brother volume years two, or something and then there was Greatest yeah. Hits, volume three the best of the brother years yeah. i
1: mean if you have that dude you can cobble together your own endless summer you can go on itunes and just buy the songs individually like yeah. you don't yeah it's 2022 you don't necessarily need to have somebody hand you an entire package if there's a bunch of songs beach boys songs that you like You could just make your own greatest hits. And that's seriously, that's why I'm a little bit of a dope when it comes to what's on what album, because going back many, many, many years, because I mean, I never had really until Pet Sounds, I never owned an actual Beach Boys record, like a record, record, record. I had Endless Summer. I had that Pickwick Eight track. I I just had a bunch of songs. Yeah. So to this day, I still don't know off the top of my head what's on what album,
0: with a few exceptions. You'll hear Carl's big chance, and you'll know for sure it's not from, say, Summer in Paradise. <laughs> oh God. So at least you can use process of elimination.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm not that much of a dope, but like. I don't know the track listing of Shut Down Volume Two because I've always taken stuff and made my own mixtapes, or like when the um, when the Good Vibrations box set came out, I took the stuff I you know at that time I still had a cassette player in the car. So I would just take like all the stuff I like and put it on tapes to listen to in the car.
0: Yeah, I make playlists like that. Like I have yeah. a Made in California playlist that's nothing but the archival material. Yeah. Same thing with Feel Flows. I have kind of the, the best of the Feel Flows set playlist.
1: And even now, I have like several different Beach Boys playlists. I have one called Pet Sound Signposts. I have one that's called Paul Dano Gets It, <laughs> which is from an article that I read that had A playlist he put together in studying and preparing for his role as the young Brian Wilson. So it's like, this is the stuff he was listening to, and the stuff he was really digging. So I have that. I've got several different ones. And oftentimes, of course, the thing I really want to hear is not on any of those playlists, so I have to go make another one. Of
0: course. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, I got nothing against, say, listening to Sounds of Summer. It's just not something I'm going to make a special effort for. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to stream it either because, I, well, that well, that'll put me down a huge rabbit hole that'll take up another three <laughs> hours as to why I don't stream music. <laughs> I do check the library periodically to see if they have the new version. They don't. They just have the old version of Sounds of Summer. But also, I don't know. I don't know if it's something I necessarily want to listen to because... The track order is a little bit bizarre. Like you might have, say, surf in USA followed by roller skating child or something. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that, which that I think jarring will, of a transition. Which I think
1: will lead lead us nicely into our topic of discussion.
0: Really? What which would is, that be, dear?
1: Which is the Sirius XM Beach Boys channel.
0: And before we get into that, the SiriusXM <laughs> Beach Boys channel is Basically like having a custom Beach Boys iPod, which transitions me into this. Now, something we had talked about before is doing an episode about Brianisms, the interesting things that comes out of the mouth of Brian (laughs) Wilson. The problem is, as long as that man is alive and talking, there's always a chance of more. So I figured, let's bring in one Brianism per episode. I think we already did in a sort of an unannounced way, but the one that I wish to introduce now is when Brian was asked about iPods, he was asked if he has an iPod. And he said, yeah, I have an iPod. Okay, well, what's on your iPod, Brian? And his response, about 300 songs.
1: <laughs> and they'll so, all be my baby.
0: Yeah, right. But basically, that's my awkward transition into <laughs> our topic of having SiriusXM providing us with basically an iPod shuffling just Beach Boys and related material.
1: Yeah. From what I understand, I think they had done this back in 2012. I think you're right. When, um, during the 50th anniversary tour, we didn't have Sirius XM yet. We didn't get it until around what? 2016, I think. Ish. So I don't know what it was like then, but we did hear it in, um, they had it in 2018. Was it? Or 16?
0: I I, I think it was 18. Okay. I know they did it to plug the Royal Philharmonic yes. thing. So whenever that came out, that's when the Sirius channel happened.
1: Yeah, they had it in 18. They didn't have it in 19 or 20. Right. And re- man, I really could have used it in 2020. That would have been a little gift during a very difficult summer.
0: Are you hearing us Beach Boys insiders and Sirius XM <laughs> insiders?
1: Well, that time has passed. That but was-
0: still, we need this channel.
1: Yeah, because in 2020, that was a very bad summer for me because here in Chicago, the mayor shut down the entire lakefront, including the beaches. Yep. Which meant I could not go to the beach that is walking distance from my house. And having been a lifelong beachgoer, that is is what you do on a sunny day you go to the beach that that's just how i was raised that's what i've always done as much as possible in my life and i'm a teacher so i have off in the summer so it's as natural as breathing and i was able to find places to go that i had to drive to outside the city i was very fortunate that i could access something else but until i learned that i could do that and figure that out I mean it it was it was bad. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I was kind of hoping that we would have had the Beach Boys channel and we didn't. But we did have it last summer yeah. to help promote the um Feel Flows. Mm-hmm. In kind of a bad set of timing, Feel Flows was originally supposed to come out at the end of July and it got pushed to the end of August like, several days before the channel was scheduled to end, so they really couldn't do a lot to promote it. I mean, they would say, you know, here's something from the new Feel Flows box set, and they would play, like, a track we already knew.
0: Yeah, um, like something from Surf Suppers. or yeah,
1: yeah, they'd play, like, something we already had instead of, like, a new thing. But they did give it some attention before the channel ended, and now we have it this year because of Sounds of Summer and the 60th anniversary of the Beach Boys. So Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining. No. Plenty of other people are, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then again, in the Beach Boys fan community, just like how there are people who take umbrage about Sounds of Summer, how dare Capital make me buy this? Because Capital is going to come into your house and wrestle you to the ground until you add it to your cart on Amazon. I don't know. And then, of course, the people who bought it, like, this is the worst-sounding thing on the face well, of the earth. All uh, right, let's not, no, let's not get into that. <sighs> no, there's always, but I'm saying it could still, it could be, like, the best mastering ever. Somebody is still going to hate it.
0: Hey, there was somebody complaining about the smile sessions, for crying out loud. Oh, we're somebody? We're not going to get into that You mean right one now. person?
1: I think there were many. So, the Beach Boys channel is... Not perfect. I mean, yeah, it is kind of like your iPod on shuffle, except that sometimes the shuffle gets stuck on particular tracks and plays them many, many times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember last year when we were driving to, uh, to my friend's house to have dinner, just maybe about 45-minute drive and then a little bit longer back because of road construction we heard "Little Deuce Coop in that round trip three times. <laughs> the same version. It's not like yeah. it was the party version once and a and a concert performance. At a ge- no, it was the regular single. Deuce are, Coop. To
1: be fair, there are times like you might hear like the 1965 Chicago concert performance or the performance. I don't even know if it's on the but like the Royal Philharmonic version. Like, I mean, sometimes you do have well, that. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you will have. Like the same exact single version from Endless Summer or whatever.
0: I mean, but- yeah, considering the vast catalog of the Beach Boys alone, not even considering the solo albums, the spin off projects, the tangentially related things, Brian's outside productions. There is no reason for that kind of <laughs> yeah, repetition. And I, and
1: I really don't know what their matrix is or how things, because they don't really, they don't have, unlike other channels, like say the Beatles channel, they don't have any like on air talent DJing or anything. So this is just a computer choosing tracks. Yeah, it or could whatever. be totally
0: random yeah. for all we know.
1: And just whatever their matrix is. I mean, and to be fair, it could be programmed. To go to the hits more often, just because, again, we're talking, we're not talking about me or you. We're talking about tout le Monde, who may not want to hear some weirdo thing from 1973. <laughs> they want to hear Surfing USA and Little Deuce Coop and Barbara Ann and
0: and apparently keeping the summer alive because that's been repeating quite a lot.
1: <laughs> well well, you know what? And this no is no complaints where, about well, it though. This I mean I, where, I like that track. And this is where I personally have found value in hearing this channel over the past three times that I've had access to it. Because whenever it has run I think in in eighteen it started right before Memorial Day and it went until right before Labor Day, like the end of August. And then last year and this year, it started July 1st and goes until August 31st. So it's a very limited time. But what I get out of it is listening to things that either maybe I haven't listened to in a long time or just things that I never really paid attention to. Because it's that whole thing of, it's like when you're watching TV and, oh, The Office is on Comedy Central. Now, you might have all the DVDs of The Office. You might have Peacock, where you can call up any episode of The Office that you want and watch it right there. But there's something about just it being kind of chosen for you. Like, here's the episode you're going to watch. Or like when a movie is on TV. Where like, even if you got to sit through commercials or whatever, it's just kind of like someone else decided you needed to see this.
0: Like how my mother then- had gone with the wind on, <laughs> on VHS that she could watch anytime she wants. But man, when she, it was on she TV. touched it maybe once if it was on TV though, she'd yeah. demand utter silence.
1: <laughs> so there's, it's kind of interesting to just have it given to you without you actually choosing it. I mean, there are some parts of the Beach Boys career that I never really went anywhere near. And I still stand by that decision. But
0: this (laughs) channel
1: has, there are things that I've heard where it's like, hey, you know, that's better than I thought. Or maybe it's something I had heard in the past and didn't care for, but then hearing it with different ears, like, like an example, the song It's Okay. Never cared much for it. I thought it was kind of obnoxious. But when the channel started in 2018, it started, I think, like the Wednesday or Thursday before Memorial Day weekend. And on Friday, I heard it's okay while driving to school on Lakeshore Drive. And kind of for those who know Chicago, when you're driving south on Lakeshore Drive, and you're getting close to the North Avenue exit, which is the exit I have to take, you got the lake on the left. And by that point, you can really see the lake and see North Avenue Beach. And beyond it is Navy Pier with the Ferris wheel and everything. Like, it's a really beautiful scene. Now, this is Friday of Memorial Day weekend. When you're a teacher, May is the hardest month because it's like the final mountain. The school year is so close to ending, but you have so much to do. And you're worn out and you're exhausted, and you just want it all to end, but you know you still have work to do. But Memorial Day weekend is a little bit of, it's a little treat, a little bit of peace, day off, to kind of give you a little bit of extra gas to pull through to the end. And I was weary, because that year was, well, every year is rough, let's be honest, but just that particular year I had been through some real challenges and with various things at school. And just hearing that and seeing the lake, the beach, the lifeguard stands set up because that was the day the beach is open. Chicago Beach is open for the season that day. so the lifeguard stands were all set up. Everything's ready to go for the beaches to open at 11 a.m that day. And hearing that song, Fun is in, it's no sin. You know, just, I mean, it gave me life. That sold me on that song forever because it is what I needed to hear at that moment.
0: Hey, it's my favorite from 15 big And really,
1: it's a crying shame that it wasn't a bigger hit. Yeah. I mean, I understand why they put rock and roll music out as the first single. I mean, that's a choice, but... It's okay if they had put it out at that time like at the beginning of the summer in 1976, it probably would have been a much bigger hit than it was cuz it just kind of speaks to everything. Like it's almost like a checklist of summer.
0: And it's classic Beach Boys if ever it there was. Is.
1: So, the Beach Boys channel gave me that. Gave me a, like a, a new appreciation for a song that I never really gave much time to. And there were other things like Like the song Leaving This Town from Holland, I hadn't listened to it in a long time, and the channel reminded me that it exists and that it is amazing and that I need to make sure I listen to it and put it in my playlists and whatever.
0: And I recommend investing time into the concert version of it. Oh,
1: yeah. How about you? Is there anything the channel has helped you appreciate or depreciate oh, which, which, we, which we're depreciate. gonna get into
0: <laughs> it reminded me why i don't like certain things like for example and i know people are gonna crucify me over this and i really don't care but i heard one of the beckley lamb wilson tracks from oh, like a brother
1: oh boy. and then i thought
0: okay now i remember why i sold that cd because <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. but that stuff was just boring. Yeah. okay i gotta admit uh, I miss Carl, and I might have mentioned this before, but and, I, and I'm serious about this. I cried myself for sleep five mm. nights mm-hmm. after he died, five nights in a row. But man, I just can't get into his material. Yeah, I, his well, out. Like, l-
1: like the live stuff from 1981. He did like a nightclub yeah, show. Yeah, the bottom line. Yeah, and. It's like why does he sound so angry? Like his underwear was too tight or something.
0: Yeah, his solo. Every song boring. he's like, rah, rah, rah. yeah, and then... even the stuff he did with the Beach Boys. I mean, I like Feel Flows, but that's about it. Well, and and keeping the summer alive, but yeah, everything, even Long Promised Road, I don't like.
1: Yeah, which but I know is that's wrong. That's your problem. That,
0: <laughs> just deal with it. <laughs> And it actually reminded me of things that I forgot existed, like I heard everything I need. And I forgot that that Wilson's album from what was it, 97, I think. I forgot about that. Like, oh, that's right. They did uh, Brian and Carney and Wendy did an album together.
1: I do like that there's a lot of, because in between songs, they'll do little sound bites from various people associated in the Beach Boys, associated with the Beach Boys, people who are outside who are just admirers and fans. And um, Carney had told a long story about when Brian just called her up one day to ask her to sing on uh, Fantasy is Reality, Bells of Madness with Rob Wasserman. And this was the first time she had worked with him and first time she had recorded anything with Brian and probably hadn't really even been around him much, because I think that was shortly after things were clearing up. yeah. And they were just kind of literally getting to know each other mm-hmm. again. But she talked about just how in the studio, Brian was pacing because he was so nervous about singing with her. And it was a very emotional time. Mm-hmm. And Rob Wasserman knew this and kind of took care of them. But it's really just to hear her talk about that was pretty awesome. And then, of course, they always play that right
0: after. I've still not heard that song on the channel. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's kind of interesting I mean, I because Carney's singing on it. Like, she sounds like a little girl. And I don't know if that was deliberate or if because she was kind of nervous, her voice may have been a little bit higher. I don't know. But I mean, it still sounds fine.
0: I mean, it was almost 30 years ago. Well,
1: yeah, but she was already an adult. Well, that's true. I mean, she was not an actual child. Yeah. But it's just interesting. But she and Brian both sound very good on it. Speaking
0: of which, have they ever played any Wilson Phillips?
1: No, they've played Wilsons. Yeah. But not wilson phillips
0: interesting
1: but that might be a different label licensing whatever i mean they could have played it when i wasn't listening so i guess
0: maybe it has to have some kind of beach boy involvement perhaps
1: perhaps and i do love i never really got too far into dennis's solo stuff outside of pacific ocean blue and hearing some of things there
0: was much solo stuff outside of that
1: no but i mean there was stuff like constant companion yeah oh my god that
0: yeah you've talked about that before
1: yeah i mean like he should have been performing that on saturday night live like with the saturday night live band behind him (laughs) i mean that would have been amazing and then he and Belushi could have gone out and not been seen for, like, weeks. Of course,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> that would have been very dangerous.
0: Well, then again, that could have happened anyway, because, hey, they did do a TV special together.
1: True, true. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, hearing hearing some of Denny's stuff, hearing some of Al's solo stuff, like uh, Postcard from California. I had never really listened to that before. and And then there's some solo stuff that I... Would rather not hear.
0: (laughs) Oh, including the person who I believe must have a connection to the programming at SiriusXM. What, Mike or Bruce? Bruce. Oh, my God. I'm convinced that Bruce Johnston knows somebody who works over at the Beach Boys channel because there's so much Bruce going on. There's a lot, I've heard his solo material, and they have something for the Bruce and Terry. Oh, my God.
1: And those are awful. (laughs) It's like, dude, Terry Melcher did not inherit his mom's singing talent well now
0: you know why (laughs) most of his involvement in music was behind the scenes as a producer as a writer yeah
1: that's where he should as a musician he should not sing they did their own version of hawaii (laughs) and let's do our rendition of their rendition of hawaii hawaii
0: hawaii
1: Like they make Hawaii sound like a terrible place.
0: They make it sound like your dream vacation to Hersher, Illinois. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's And you know, I've spent a lot of time avoiding the disco version of Here Comes the Night. Oh. And unfortunately, I was exposed to it.
0: You know what the Sirius XM channel did that was just plain evil? What? They played Here Comes the Disco. But they showed the artwork from Wild (laughs) Honey. Oh, Oh, that was just mean. Oh. Yeah. And that's another thing, because I hear some LA Light Album tracks on the Sirius channel, and it makes me think, why do so many people like this horrible album? Yeah. Because you got Shorten and Bread, you got Here Comes the Disco, you have Carl's Dentist Office waiting room music. I think I'm going <laughs> And then... You can make a good EP out of uh, one of the songs from MIU and three of the songs from LA. Oh, God. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: speaking of MIU, oh. another song that I had managed to avoid.
0: <laughs>
1: and unfortunately, why don't you describe... You describe my reaction. You are first. asking
0: me why I don't describe it. I will tell you why I don't describe it. It is impossible to describe.
1: The first time I heard Hey Little Tomboy, another song I had successfully avoided.
0: You had- Oh, a-
1: good lord. You had
0: the uh, channel tuned in in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was in there with you. This was last year. Yeah. And, and Hey Little Tomboy just came up out of nowhere. <sighs>
1: And it was probably after something like the little girl I once knew oh, yeah, or I'm let sure him run it wild.
0: Like something really good. I never saw you make that look on your face before ever since we first met on March 8th, 1998, and I have not seen you make that, that face since.
1: That song needs to register as a sex offender. Oh my that, goodness. That so- oh my good Lord. That came up when I was at the beach the other day. I was playing the channel on my phone and that song just started i hit pause and i almost threw my phone in the lake
0: (laughs) and my thing about hey little tomboy i have a theory that hey little tomboy goes back to sometime in the early 60s as something else because it is a classic brian mike trade-off first of all the melody is very catchy it's a really nice melody you can't deny that And it has a couple of surprise chord changes. It's very basic, but with a couple of very surprise chord changes here and there. And that one line that Brian sings, they're doing it all over the world. I don't think he was talking about tomboys turning into girls, (laughs) because I don't remember that ever being a fad that everybody was doing all over the world. What were people doing all over the world at some point during the Beach Boys career that they were singing about? surfing Mm -hmm. so i have a theory that at some point it was called something like hey little honey or hey little surfer and it was about surfing that's my theory and uh one piece of uh support that i have for that is the song was recorded in 1976 ish and um from what i understand when brian was going through the landy program the first time One of the things that Landy was told was that Brian had to be brought back into shape for recording and producing music and writing songs. So he would have Brian write a song every day. Mm -hmm. And it could have been a song about anything in the world. It could be a song about a hamburger. It could be a song about what you saw on TV, which is where I think Johnny Carson comes from. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently Brian would try to pass off old songs as new songs.
1: Which is his right. I mean, considering Brian has always had a stockpile. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think that's like just trying to cheat Landy. Well, it's like Brian... he got
0: caught at it. So. Yeah,
1: but I mean, Brian's always going to pull stuff out of yeah. the archives, of even the archives of his head.
0: And I have a feeling that's how songs like Had To Phone ya ended up on 15 Big Ones, because that was an old song. Mm-hmm. Back Home, that was also an old song that he might have given to landy and said hey here's a new song for you <laughs> so uh, that's my theory but i don't know i if brian's out there listening uh brian <laughs> you'll hear our contact information during the closing <laughs> credits so let us know
1: but yeah that that just no 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 but there are also many other great things and in the middle of hearing a bunch of songs too many times, you're going to get stuff like Steamboat.
0: Oh, yeah. Which yeah.
1: is another song I had never really given, even though I had listened to Holland, I never really gave that song much attention. But just hearing it... Well, when I heard it on the Beach Boys channel, that was in 2018, the first time we had the Beach Boys channel. I actually, I don't even know if I've ever told you this. Oh. This was maybe 2 months or so after i took a solo trip to new york city and one of the reasons for the trip one of the main things i did there was to go see a performance of the ballet du scoop as done by juilliard it was done by students at juilliard mm. and i had read about this i had always wanted to see a performance and now i was finally getting to see it it was still in my head and especially because there's a lot of Dennis to do scoop for those who haven't seen it. I mean, Got to Know the Woman and Cuddle Up are performed in the course of the ballet. Cuddle Up is the big finish, the big climax at the end. And there's also like the piano theme from it is used as transition pieces throughout the ballet in between the different songs. So it's like when I heard Steamboat on the Beach boys channel Still kind of thinking about having seen Deuce Coop. It's like, man, if they had, if Twyla mm. Tharp had waited like another year, because yeah. she, it was premiered in in early 1973, probably put together in 72, I could totally see Steamboat being part of it. That would have been an amazing piece for, mm. for kind of a, a modern ballet.
0: And it just shows what a great team. That Carl and Dennis made.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Steamboat. Uh, what else do they have? Only With You, because Carl sang it. Dennis wrote it with Mike. River Song. It's About Time. Those two oh, together yeah. came up with some really, really good. Angel Come Home. Baby Blue.
1: Well, even just when you're looking at the early 70s, just bring, you know, Carl bringing the flame into, yeah. into and having their influence, having blondies singing. And being involved with songs like um, um, Here He... Is it... I always mess it up. Here She Comes. Here... I always think it's He Come Down and that's somebody else's song. No, that's a Beach Boys song, so... (laughs) But, yeah, Here Here She Comes and um, Leaving This Town and songs that either were flame songs or very flame-influenced. And, yeah. Like, I mean, it just makes you think that if things were different... What could have happened with, you know, I always think, like, wouldn't, it would have been great if, like, Carl and Dennis went off on their own and called themselves, you know, the Wilson Brothers or something, yeah. and just did their own thing. But there's a lot of what if. I mean, what if Dennis had never gotten involved with the Manson family, yeah. which I think is what led to his early demise? Sure, that, a lot of I don't, people think that. That he never could get over that.
0: Now speaking of the flame, have you heard? I don't know if they ever did play anything from the. Did they ever play anything from the flame?
1: Not that I've heard.
0: Yeah, not that I've heard either. That would. Oh man, I. No, I. Just, I just suddenly thought, oh, wouldn't that be cool if they put out their second album in the Sailor on sailor box set? Oh my uh, god. Which they have not mentioned on the channel, unless maybe that's not coming out till that's, next year. That's or yeah. Something. That's probably so.
1: still still a ways off. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't even think there's any kind of, I mean, we've, we have heard that it is a thing that's going to happen, but yeah, we have not heard any kind of release date or detail. So yeah, I imagine that would be more like 2023, like in time for the 50th anniversary of Holland.
0: Yeah. Or if they wanted to beat the copyright, they would put it out at the end of this year, but oh well.
1: <laughs> well, they might put out the little teaser or something like what they did with Feel Flows, but. But yeah, I mean, more flame stuff would be awesome. But is "Hold On, Dear Brother"
0: a technically a flame song? I would call it a flame. That's the and that's the thing I, I don't really like so much about Carl and the Passion's "So Tough." It has a lot of great songs on it and make it good, <laughs> but together as a whole, it just doesn't work for me because it seems like you have the flame doing some songs and the Beach Boys doing some yeah. other songs, but. When they did Holland, the two came together and fused very well. Oh, yes. And the, th- the thing is, like, I like what I consider to be just the Flame songs on So Tough, and I like most of the Beach Boys songs on So Tough, but man, just together in a, in a row, just...
1: But there are, I mean, you know, again, I another know. thing that the Beach Boys channel made me appreciate more, not like I didn't like this song before, again, I just never really gave it a lot of attention You Need a Mess of Help to Stand Alone. Mm -hmm. Man, I love that song now. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on in there that I just really love. Yeah, And it's it's very of its time, because it sounds like other things that were recorded around like 1971, but it just works. And there's lots of interesting things that happen in it. It's not just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, done. There's... You'd like the
0: whole little she-don't-know part. and That comes out of nowhere. I
1: know, right? Like, that's probably
0: that? left over from Beatrice from Baltimore.
1: Yeah. But, um... But, um... But, um... At the same time, I do kind of laugh at people who are like, oh, I don't want to hear California Girls again. It's like, first of all, what the hell is wrong with you yeah, that you right. don't want to hear California <laughs> Girls again? Because it's the most brilliant thing ever. And I just think back to... I mean, when I was a kid... All I had was an endless summer eight track. I listened to the same, what, 20 songs or whatever it is for years. Mm-hmm. It's like I've heard Shut Down thousands of times. I can hear it again. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, think
0: about how many times Mike Love has heard it, has <laughs> sung it in the studio and on the road, well, and he's still doing it at, well, at 81. Well, or he, however, is he? Yeah, he's 81 now.
1: Well, to be fair, he gets paid, and for, he gets it, paid but, for it. He gets paid for it. Well, it's just sure, like, sure but eventually
0: well, you're going to come to a point where he's like
1: enough. Well, but, remember years you know, years ago on one of the forums, somebody said, "Do you ever think Carl Wilson gets?" T- was that you?
0: I thought I said that. that I said, Carl- "Do you do you think Carl gets?" tired of singing God Only Knows every single night. And somebody
1: replied, do you ever get tired of hearing it? (laughs) It's like, well. (laughs) Touché,
0: pussycat.
1: For all the thousands of times that I heard Shut Down, I can hear it again. It's a great song, and I still... There are memories and things tied to this. I still remember being a little kid and my dad explaining to me what it meant, like what the declining numbers are. and
0: Oh, it's not D-Glennon numbers? No, it's not
1: D-Glennon. It's declining. And I mean, yeah, when I was like a little tiny kid, my dad would take me to Raceway Park in Englishtown, New Jersey. One of those Sunday, Sunday, Sunday kind of places that they have the radio ads for. And they would have like drag races and stock car, you know, funny cars and things like that. So... I mean, not that I'm an expert on these things, but I had probably more exposure than a lot of little girls did back in the 70s. So like, I knew what, like, say at a racetrack, I knew what a Christmas tree was. You know what a Christmas tree is? No, I don't
0: know what a Christmas tree is. It's like
1: a tower of lights. There would be two sets of lights that would kind of start at the top and they'd flash all the way down to the bottom. And I think it was like green. I think it was either red lights and then green at the bottom or the other way around. But when it got to the bottom and it was a different color that would flash. So say if they were all green lights, it would be red lights that flashed at the bottom. And that was the signal for the race to start. Like if it was a, like a drag race or something. So why was it
0: called a Christmas tree?
1: Because it was a tower of colored lights.
0: But it wasn't tree shaped or anything? No. Hmm.
1: But that's what they called so
0: it. It, it. So it's more of a Festivus pole then. Shut up. <laughs> but- But speaking of shut down. But like, but
1: let me let me just finish. So like, my dad actually explained to me things like I knew that it was a Corvette Stingray versus a Dodge Four Thirteen, and my dad would you know explain to me why the relative merits of both cars, and why really when you come around to it, like the Stingray is much cooler, but really the Four Thirteen did have more power and probably would shut down the Stingray, but. The Stain Ray had more coolness, so you want that to win in the song. And I mean, my dad explained this stuff to me when I was like four. Huh.
0: <laughs> but speaking of shutdown, that is one thing that uh, the Sirius XM channel has done for me in terms of, I don't know if I want to say appreciation, but going back to that question as to uh, when are you guys going to talk about Sounds of Summer and tying that together with what you were saying about how they throw something in for diehard Fans who won everything. In Sounds of Summer, of course, that would be all these new remixes. Some are good, some are bad, some are just whatever. I like the Shutdown remix because I got to hear that a couple of times Ooh. on the SiriusXM XM channel. And uh, somebody once misinterpreted what I was saying. They thought I meant this in a bad way. I mean this in a good way. The new remix of Shutdown sounds to me a lot like the mono mix of Surf in USA. If Ooh. you listen to. The regular decades-old stereo mix that Chuck Britz did or whoever did of uh, Surfing USA versus Brian's mono mix. It's not because it's mono. It's simply because of how it was done. Brian's mono mix sounds a lot more lively and oceany and has a lot more oomph behind it. And I'm finding that the new remix of Shutdown has that same liveliness, that same Hmm. oceaniness, that same oomph. Hmm. And what was uh, the B-side of Surfing USA?
1: Shut Down. Shut
0: Down. (laughs) So there you go. You got both sides of the single kind of sounding like they have the same vibe.
1: And also goes along with my assertion that Brian put the ocean in songs that had nothing to do with the ocean.
0: What's your favorite example?
1: She Knows Me Too Well. Listen to that song when you're at the beach when a storm is coming. Yeah, having, you, having that, lived that two blocks song, away from
0: the Atlantic Ocean for seven is, years of my life, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. That
1: song is what that looks like, or what sounds like. I have a lot of synesthesia. But one thing I do have to say, one song I am that is played a lot that I am so effing sick of hearing, and I hate this song so much, Spirit of America. Mm. Oh my God, I can't stand oh, this I song. I like it. No, I don't like it because, okay, first of all, it's like Brian is whining for like six hours about this guy who like didn't blow himself up with a rocket car. <laughs> Big freaking deal. And I realized recently what I hate most about that song, it's that, okay, if Spirit of America was done more in the vein of, say, Shutdown, or 409, or... Little Honda, like something, something fast. that sounds
0: like a vehicle that's doing something, three. What, what was it? Four hundred and seven miles an yeah, hour.
1: something fast. Something with like the, or or even like you think the um think the backing of "I Get Around." The da 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 mm-hmm. da da. You know, something with a lot of oomph and power to it. That would have been probably a lot better. But it's done as a ballad. It's like a love song. Like he's in love with this guy or something who didn't blow himself up. I think that's what bothers me the most, is that it's very misplaced. It should have been done more... It's a car song that sounds too much like a love song. I mean, that worked for Don't Worry Baby, that Don't Worry Baby is a car song and a love song at the same time. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Brian, like... Wanted to go out with Craig Breedlove.
0: No, and yes, we know it was because he set the land speed record just before. Yeah, and, start I, and it is important. Yes, I'm gonna I don't want to
1: diminish the guy's accomplishment for of not course. blowing himself up, but it's, but it's, yeah. And I can't stand they play it way too much. And it's like Brian. Yeah, it's like stop, <laughs> stop it. Just go out with him, okay. <laughs>
0: What's one song that you're glad they play a lot of? Like, well, again, I was kind of glad to hear "Keeping the Summer Alive," although I I admit after two days I was getting kind of tired this, of it. Which
1: is kind of this year's new appreciation. Even like in previous years, I never really paid much attention to it, but this year, it's kind of hitting the spot, and I'm not really sure why. But it's just kind of well, I I was telling you that you know it's another song that it's like why wasn't this a bigger hit? I mean. It's not like the Beach Boys were obscure in 1980. I mean, 1980 was the year of... Sure. Sensation. Good, good, good. When they were doing the big sunkiss promotion, yep. I think that was the first year of their 4th um, of July concerts on the mall in Washington that drew like half a million people. I mean, the Beach Boys were hot as fire in 1980. But yet, Keeping the Summer Alive just fell flat. And it's like that single should have done better because it was. It has an undeniable Beach Boy sound. Oh,
0: yeah. Lots but, of hooks. But it
1: also sounds like 1980. And you I got mean, Joe Walsh doing the guitar scene. I mean, I remember 1980. I was quite aware in 1980. So, like, the sound fit. And I don't know why it didn't. I mean, unless just promote they just didn't promote it properly but it certainly worked
0: it, but yeah and really that that album i think it's a terrible repre- reputation that it does not deserve it's well it's pretty solid there's some good stuff in there you got oh Darlin a classic mike and brian tune
1: well let's not get crazy i'm just talking about the song no i'm not gonna i'm
0: totally (laughs) half of endless harmony is really good you got going on
1: (laughs) the the last minute of endless harmony
0: going on for god's sakes beach boys okay that is a
1: good one that is a good one good
0: i mean there are some clunkers on it but man there are some really good songs i think it's the best of the caribou trio oh yeah the caribou Um, beach boys trio I'm not of course including the solo albums and 10 years of harmony but you know
1: but anyway, you were asking what I like hearing a lot of. I can never get enough of Heroes and Villains. Mm. And that is a song that I feel, even though it did do well, it's definitely a thing. I just feel it doesn't get, it, it'll never get enough attention for me. And I'm still always kind of stung at the thought of Brian going out to, uh, was it KFWB?
0: I don't late remember. At, or
1: what, one of those LA radio stations late at night with all of his friends showing up in a limo yep. and, and all excited and wanting the DJ to put it on. And the DJ's like, oh, I've got to call the program manager. And it's like, it's like Brian freaking Wilson is standing well, well, in front of you. Well, the program
0: director said, well, is he there? Well, put it on, man.
1: <laughs> it's like Brian Wilson is standing in front of you holding a brand new record yeah. that nobody has heard yet. That was enough to crush Brian's spirit. Oh, speaking of KFWB,
0: <laughs> here here's a uh, trivia question for you. Uh, if uh, people have read the Jim Murphy book, you probably know this one, but what does FWB stand for? I could guess, but I'm not going to. Well, the F stands for four, but what does the the WB stand for? I don't know. Warner Brothers. Ooh. The War- that was the Warner Brothers. So yeah, KFWB had ties with Warner Brothers. But anyway-
1: so yeah, Heroes and Villains needs to be heard by everybody all the time, forever and ever and ever, because it's the best song ever.
0: Ah, but which version <laughs> should they hear over and over again?
1: Well, I mean...
0: Which of the 67 versions that are on our oh, iTunes folders?
1: Oh, it's, it's frightening how many different <laughs> versions. Well, I mean... The single version is fine. The smile version is fine. The Brian Wilson presents smile. I mean, whatever. Just pick one. Just, <laughs> just listen to it. And I do like how the um the Royal Philharmonic version has a neat little orchestral ending that's... It's different. It's not like it's anything Brian did, but it's it still goes along with it. I like how they kind of made their own little ending. Yeah, I mean, The Little Girl I Once Knew... Let them Run Wild, any of those things just work very much.
0: Since you threw out a couple of 1965 Brian productions, have you heard Guess I'm Dumb yet? No. Have we ever heard Guess I'm Dumb? I don't think so. Oh, that's a tragic shame.
1: I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but... And I mean, they have played other Brian productions, like they've played
0: Barbie... And uh, well, Brian didn't produce that. That's like a, those are the, the Height Morgan sessions there. Barbie oh, I thought, and, oh,
1: I thought Brian produced And them. of course,
0: what is a younger
1: made of? Where Brian's trying to sound all suave and.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but I mean, they've played Honey's Productions. Yeah. Um, they played,
0: sp- at some point, they played Spring. I want I don't know say, if it was this year. Oh, but. God. That. <laughs>
1: and I want to say in 2018, I think I heard thinking about you baby.
0: Yeah, in fact, this year I heard that immediately followed by darlin'.
1: Oh, nice. I don't know
0: if that was intentional or if it was just a coincidence, but I thought well played lemon.
1: Yeah. And see, darlin' is another one you can't hear enough, especially since they play the sunshine tomorrow version.
0: Oh, the stereo version you're talking about? Yeah,
1: that nice little with that that nice little vocal extra thing that you still can't he- understand, even though I've pointed it out to you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe Freddie French Pounce, if he's listening. Can, oh, uh,
1: what's the what's the really horrible thing?
0: Mother <laughs> yeah. May.
1: Mother May. Oh, mother May. I, mother, yeah, yeah, may from, I, the, from
0: the sixty-three oh, copyright extension. Oh my good
1: lord, <laughs> that is
0: terrible. Hey, aren't you glad he kept redoing that until he got our car club?
1: Well, I mean, our car club isn't really anything to get excited about either, well, I, but at I, least it doesn't have Brian screeching on it. Oh, man. Oh, good night. That is terrible.
0: So mother is a wicked witch? Because <laughs> whenever I hear that, I think of uh, Witch Hazel from the Looney Tunes <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. Or is it Mary Melody? Oh, I don't know.
1: And of course, The Shift, because, <laughs> because you know, a group of... of a group of guys in their teens and twenties in the early in 1962. Of course, they're going to do a song about a girl's dress. I I don't I don't understand that ever.
0: <laughs> and you're a girl. <laughs> but the fact that we're talking about them playing stuff like the shift and Mother May. Oh well, yeah,
1: that they are definitely dipping into, and they have played at some time or another they've played stuff from every single album even god help us summer in Paradise. oh they love
0: summer in Paradise i mean they've for some played
1: reason. they've played stuff from like no stone has gone unturned.
0: The only one that has gone unturned is looking back with love. And I really think it's because I don't think it was ever available in any kind of digital format. Probably not. Be it CD or download. Probably not. Yeah. And I think there is some kind of, there might be some kind of rights issues with that.
1: And let's be, let's let us sit in quiet Thanksgiving about that, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) that we don't have to hear that.
0: Oh, I need to share the picture that I took at Lori's planet of sound. Oh,
1: God. Yeah, put that in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
0: It'll be the, in uh, Insta and all that. Oh,
1: and, and another thing I, you know, I can't hear enough of is when they do play stuff from Sunflower. Because, again, yeah, Sunflower stuff needs to be heard. They play Cool, Cool Water a lot.
0: They've been playing the long version of that. Yep, Last I have, year, I think yeah. they were only playing the short, the, the single no, version. No, I have
1: heard the entire version. And they even have a soundbite i think it's al talking about recording that it could be mike one of them talking about recording cool cool water but i've heard um i heard slip on through forever and i'm sure there've been other sunflower things
0: well hey i heard bruce's solo disco version of deirdre on the channel oh
1: christ yeah i i i have not and i hope <laughs> to continue not hearing that because
0: Oh, you're just upset because that version has lyric changes so that it's not it's definitely not about an Irish setter.
1: No, it's it is my personal belief. If you listen to Deirdre from Sunflower, I mean, yes, I know it's about a girl, but listen to those lyrics and imagine it being about an Irish setter. <laughs> like about the red hair and running away and you're back and <laughs> you yeah, know and, and i'm going to give you a bath i mean it's just i just i mean that's like if i ever get to meet bruce i want to tell him that and he'll probably be insulted and walk away i don't know i hope he would laugh at that
0: i would hope so too
1: <laughs> and i mean that song is so freaking cheesy but i still love it dearly oh my god that song is <laughs> that song is like the guiltiest of guilty pleasures but yeah cause it's really- so corny <laughs>
0: But seriously, though, in thinking about it, the only solo Beach Boys stuff that I have not heard is Looking Back with Love. But I've heard his other solo material on there. The only things I really can say that I don't remember hearing is anything Christmas related. Like nothing from the Beach Boys or Brian's Christmas album, Mike's Christmas album. You think they do? Here's a Christmas in July thing.
1: Brian's, I did hear today, I heard Your Imagination. I okay. think that's the first time I've heard anything from Imagination in a long time, but I don't think I'd have heard a terribly large amount of Brian's solo stuff.
0: Yeah, I've heard his I've heard things. I mean, they've from, definitely
1: uh, played stuff from Smile. I don't know if I've heard anything from that lucky old son. I don't think
0: I have. I've heard songs from the eighty eight album. I've heard no peer pressure material. Okay. Nothing. I don't think anything from the Gershwin or Disney albums.
1: I definitely heard something from the Disney album recently, really? and I know I've heard stuff from the Gershwin album. Okay, summertime, maybe. I'm not sure.
0: And I didn't hear any Bru- any of Bruce's early material, like from pre Beach Boys days, unless maybe they're specifically well, except Bruce and Terry.
1: Yeah, well, that's but enough.
0: Nothing, nothing of his surf albums. Well, from, we say, did 63. hear. Uh,
1: We have heard stuff from going public. Yep. (laughs) And Rock and Roll Survivor. Yep. Who a fan friend of ours once said, it's like Bruce bragging about how boring he is. (laughs) And it's so true.
0: (laughs) Um, Hey, he has some merit. He wrote I Write the Songs, which... They have not played that, either his version or the Barry Manilow version. And you got to admit, that is a perfect Barry Manilow song.
1: Well, again, that might be a little bit too too, far out. And especially since Bruce has, despite what a lot of people say, Bruce has asserted that it's not about Brian. But I like to think that it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. I'd like to think that if this were a permanent channel, which I really hope it becomes someday, because there are like obscure artists who do have permanent channels that they probably would broaden the range and play I write the songs by Barry Manilow and other outside Well yeah and
1: other ads. other like covers of Beach Boys songs yep. and bands that like have done songs with obvious Beach Boys or Brian influences such as At My Most Beautiful by R.E.M. Oh yeah things like that
0: and, of course, uh, while we're talking about that, let's not forget uh, Follow Your Bliss by B-52s, oh. Pancreas by Weird Ellie Yankovic. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically Darian's pre-show playlist. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> because, no, there have been a number of bands that clearly either have a Brian or Beach Boys influence throughout their work or have done a particular song in Tribute. Yeah. Again, like REM.
0: Yeah, and I can imagine that they would expand the scope and include that and include like some of those songs by the Raspberries that really do sound a lot of Beach oh Boy. Oh, God.
1: No, there, just there, thinking back few. to, thinking back to, what was it, PSM, the Pet Sounds mailing list, where there would be endless threads about the Raspberries, and it's like, stop. But
0: meanwhile, if your post like even mentions the Beatles, you get flamed for going <laughs> off topic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's even. The Many
0: Moods of Murray Wilson. They, oh, good. I, Lord. I think that's been released digitally in some oh, way or my another, God. too. Oh, God.
1: And, and of course, How to Speak Hip.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Which influences Brian's speech to this day. Oh, God, yeah. Brian is definitely fluent in hip.
0: <laughs> and of course, the Holly Ridge Strings albums. Yes. Did they only do two volumes of Beach Boys? As far as I okay. know. As far as I know, too.
1: Because I didn't even know they did a second one until yeah. I saw it in that record store in Plainfield. Yep. But yeah, and the first the first one I bought at the Ocean Grove Flea Market for 25 cents. Wow. <laughs> in 1990.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: It was almost like they were like, "You want that?"
0: <laughs> we should talk about the uh, about our record collection sometime and oh, things Lord. that we found. So not yeah. right now. But. Yeah, literally found like in the street. Um, <laughs> hey, literally once we did, not um, a Beach Boys record, but what Davy Jones oh, that, sings? Yeah, it
1: was in a box <laughs> in the alley.
0: <laughs> it's in good shape too.
1: I mean, but that scene this this whole channel to me, even with the imperfections even even with the i wish they did this to me personally it's still a treat oh, i yeah. mean it's the kind of thing where like when i was like 12 i would have like passed out and died of total joy i mean just like when a radio station in the summer would have a beach boys weekend where they still played the same 10 songs oh well, yeah <laughs> i mean that was that was enough to like put me on cloud nine i mean this just having this channel is like it's still a gift
0: and i remember last year like pulling out my thin hair over the repetitions again little do scoop 409 was another favorite they would play non-stop this year there's still a lot of repetition of things, but there's a lot more variety in that repetition.
1: Yeah, it it doesn't feel like they're playing...
0: Like, instead of hearing Little Deuce Coop every 10 minutes, you're going to hear Gonna Hustle You every 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, so they've been playing that a lot, too.
1: Oh, and, and another, in looking at, like, the solo stuff, they've been playing stuff by David Marks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is... Kind I heard impressive. his version of surf jam a couple of days ago that was that's pretty good seriously yeah. I, I like what he did with surf it's not much different from the Beach Boys version but I still like it yeah I mean that's yeah I've been playing his solo cool. David and the marksman so yeah they're doing that and okay if they were to go permanent and have a 24 hours seven day a week 365 366 day a year beach Boys channel what additions would you like to see
1: well I mean if you kind of look at the Beatles channel, for kind of a standard. Mm -hmm. You know, that the Beatles channel, of course, plays Beatles stuff, solo stuff, but they also play things that were influenced by the Beatles, which is basically everybody ever.
0: Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Like, just play a random song. It's going to be influenced by the Beatles. They
0: played Love and Mercy once.
1: Well, they were doing, that was part of a specific show. Well, yeah, they were
0: doing it. They were doing a show on about piece. And it was all like Beatles and solo Beatles, but they ended the show. They're like, this doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but it does fit with the theme. And that's why we want to go out with this. And it was Love and Mercy from the Um, 88 album.
1: But they have like, here's stuff that the Beatles were listening to and they'll play like Chuck Berry or Little Richard or a Goffin King song or something like that. I mean, they could bring in stuff that Influ- you know, like, they could play Four Freshmen stuff. They could play Duke of Earl. They could play Chuck Berry. Just things that influenced the Beach Boys.
0: And they could have a talk show, too. Like, f- see if you can find a couple of experienced Beach Boys podcasters <laughs> who could talk about different topics.
1: Yeah, or they could get, like, say, a favorite uh, Beach Boys author that we yep. know who could tell everybody that they're wrong, <laughs> um, and and I would love that. I would seriously tune in to hear that. <laughs> well, and speaking of
0: which, we got our copy of the David Leaf book too, and I'm oh, that, halfway that will done be with
1: a, it. Yeah, that will be a future discussion. Yep, definitely after I read it too.
0: Well, yeah, um, I would hope.
1: But I'd like to see I'd like to see it even kind of expand beyond just simply just Beach Boys and have. Like things that are related, like Dick Dale music, oh, or other, or yeah. like other surf bands, or have. Uh, I'd like to hear some more stuff from the genre known as beach music, kind of like, like um,
0: you're talking Carolina beach, right? Yeah,
1: like R and B music that was very, very popular in the Carolinas in the late '60s. Like, it's not music that has anything specifically to do with the beat, it's not songs about the beach. It's more, I think it's the music that people were digging while they were at the beach. Sure. Like like just stuff that people could get up on their beach blanket and dance to or whatever. So like having have some of that stuff
0: or- um, Hey, the Beach Boys channel in 2018 converted to Carolina Beach. Yeah,
1: it did. It did transition. That's how I really got to hear some of that stuff for Ah. the first time. Or like when you're looking at- kind of uh the smile era the whole sunshine pop genre sure and have say the Wondermints.
0: ah
1: wouldn't you like to hear Wondermints on the beach boys channel
0: (laughs) hey i've heard them on underground garage so why not oh really austin powers oh okay yeah chris carter played them (laughs) their their manager chris carter (laughs) but he swore that's not why (laughs)
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there is there is great potential for things that kind of can revolve around the Beach Boys, both thematically, like music that is about the ocean, about cars, about surfing, whatever stuff that was influenced by the Beach Boys, things that influence the Beach Boys. I mean, there is great potential. I mean, if the Beatles channel can fill... 24-7, 365 for the past, what, five years now?
0: Something like that.
1: I mean, you can find enough stuff to make a Beach Boys and related channel easily, happen. Easily, Especially since the Beach Boys were the only, really, for a while, the only American band. And I'm talking band, not singing group, not solo artist, band, B-A-N-E. A group of
0: people that plays instruments and sings.
1: yeah. And also writes and, write, and produces. Wrote a lot of their
0: own music, if not most of their own music.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were the only act for a while that could really give the Beatles a run for their money. I mean, like and George- And they knew it, too. Like George Martin said. I mean, George, George Martin looked at Brian and was like, okay, this 22-year-old kid can do everything that the five of us are doing. Yeah. Brian could play instruments. He could sing. He could arrange. He could write. He could produce. And like George Martin said, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> and that's George Martin. <laughs> so I hope it'll, it can happen. I hope. I, don't I know, know there have been
0: petitions going around. Yeah. I don't know how effective those online yeah. petitions are, but.
1: Yeah. I don't know how Serious XM works, but hey, I mean, I'm happy that I've got what I got. It would be nice to have more, but I'm still happy to have this two-month stretch of pretty awesome stuff.
0: Yeah, and it sure beats the two hours every Monday night for only a few months that the Joliet, Illinois area got to hear in 1996 because of this guy right here.
1: Oh, yes. Endless Harmony.
0: Endless Harmony, the Monday Night Beach Boys show. Or as I used to call it, the other side of the Beach Boys, because I played music that was specifically not their AM radio hits, just to prove to people the big point that, yeah, the Beach Boys did more stuff than that, kids. (laughs) And I actually had people call in and asking for things like Lady Liberty. I'm not even kidding. Well, people- When that station's little tiny range. People actually listened to your college radio station. Yeah. I mean- That was nuts. And I'll tell you, one thing that I do have sympathy for is the repetition on Sirius XM because I really don't think anybody specifically sat down and did a whole lineup hour by hour. Because yeah. let me tell you, doing that is hard, except for maybe one show. I sat down ahead of time and planned everything out down to the minute, just for the timing. Of course, with Sirius XM, you don't have a lot of these FCC rules, like you have to... Uh, Put a legal ID in at the top of yeah. the hour every hour, and uh, you don't have to program in a stop set necessarily. And of
1: course, you don't have to worry about commercials.
0: Of course not. Because yeah. the only,
1: I mean, the only commercials that they have are just the for promos. themselves. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> not
0: even commercials, they're promos. And I'll tell you, even harder is when you don't have something prepared ahead of time and you're just playing stuff at random. That is even harder than spending all that time ahead of time trying to make things fit, especially if you have a theme. So I do have a little bit of sympathy for what might result in these repetitions that I keep repeating myself about.
1: <laughs> Say repetition again. <laughs> repetition. Well, why don't we why don't we tie this up so we don't start repeating ourselves? So we don't what? I'm not going to say it again. Damn.
0: All <laughs> right. Yeah. Th- yeah. Consider episode 11 of two to X, uh, tied up. Uh, so what are we going to talk about next time? Well, I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's do that.
1: Let it be a surprise. Yes. Yes. That's since a wonderful we haven't idea. Even planned it yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody for listening. You want to reach out to us, keep listening and you'll hear how to uh, do that. Uh, tying it up for this particular episode. Hey, it's Sean.
1: And Lisa. Bye. Thank you for listening to the TuneX podcast. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or iTunes.
0: You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and just about every other provider out there. If TuneX isn't on your favorite provider, please let us know.
1: You can email us at tunexpodcast at gmail.com. Our website, which includes the show notes, is tunex.fab4it.com. Fab4IT is spelled F-A-B, then the number four, then I-T.
0: Feel free to connect with us on social media. Tunex is on Facebook, and we're also on Instagram and Twitter, both under the handle of Podcast.
1: Our opening and closing theme, Melody 10, was written and performed by Scattered Frog.
0: We'll see you next time, friends. Until then, don't back back down down from from that wave. wave.